Hi there, Rob here with a pre-episode disclaimer. Alex and I decided to try something a little different. So on top of, you know, uh, also live streaming to the Stereo app, which uh, hopefully you give it a try sometime next week, um, we also have this standing kind of weekly play session where we get online with another friend and play Elite Dangerous. You might remember from one of our episodes last year when he was trying to talk me into getting that game, well, he succeeded, and here we are a year later playing it pretty much every week. So um, this episode, we're you know playing the game. We're already on Discord chatting, and so Alex thought, why don't we just go ahead and record this, and you know, we can bang out a quick episode. Turned out to be not such a great idea because uh, you're distracted, and it fills it with a lot of awkward pauses, which don't worry, I cut all of those out. Um, but inevitably, most of the talk is about the game itself. So we do hit on some other news, such as I got a virtual reality headset, and we talk about that and, you know, some other gaming-adjacent stuff. Just all to let you know that that's pretty much what you can expect from this uh, short episode. Hopefully you give it a listen. Maybe it'll get you interested in the game, and uh, it could be something fun to try out. You could even join us out there in space. But if not, then, you know, feel free to skip this one. So without further ado, here you go. <laughs> There's our new podcast intro music. <laughs> the flute? <laughs> I was thinking about, I probably won't do it because I'm too lazy, but like on your note, you're like a note from Rob thing. You like uh-huh. did your own little singing music. You know, <laughs> I thought about trying to make that in like FL Studio, like trying to make that sound just like that. I probably still could if I get a, a bug up my butt to do it. But, mm-hmm. You know, I got to find a job. So <laughs> you should just record a ditty on the marimba or something. I'm a specialist in ditties. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite TikToks is the um, O'Reilly Auto Parts song. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can oh, find oh, that. Oh, O'Reilly. Auto parts. <laughs> <laughs> Who got paid a bunch of money to write that? <laughs> Anywho, we should probably start our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we going to talk about today, Rob? Do you have any sponsors? I'd like to thank <clears throat> O'Reilly uh, Auto Parts. Apparently. O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> Go to O'Reilly.com slash. Um, podcast to mm-hmm. get one percent off <laughs> yeah very very mediocre promo i mean we're just starting you know you, you got to start somewhere yeah go to o'reillyvpn.com to get 10 percent off the o'reilly auto parts vpn service <laughs> coming soon o'reilly auto parts subscription box yeah meal kit subscription box <laughs> Yeah, it's like O'Reilly Auto Parts. Like meal kits are like things that like mechanics grab for lunch. They're like, <laughs> here's a bag of chips, a, <laughs> a burrito, a microwavable sandwich from Quick Trip, right. and <laughs> <laughs> a twenty ounce Pepsi. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I went for dessert. There's my ho hos, you know. Oh yeah, of course. Ooh, that's good stuff. Dessert of champions. <laughs> Thank you.
All right. Hello again, Alex, and welcome to outer space. <laughs> well, it's good to be here, Rob. We're in uh, Elite Dangerous right now as we play and talk. We're multitasking. I guess our listeners know what Elite Dangerous is. Yeah, hopefully. We've talked about it before. We um, got a lot of things going on. We're broadcasting live on the stereo app uh, since that worked out the last couple of times and trying now adding to the mix video games and discord. We've got special guest Patrick flying along with us in outer space. Hello, Patrick. Hello. So, um, and also changing it up, recording everything in Zencaster, which I haven't done in a long time. I, I know we tried it a while back, maybe like 20 episodes ago. Um, and I thought that the quality was kind of mediocre compared to local recording, but we'll see how. But then it comes we realized out. our podcast is mediocre, so we thought, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what are we? What are we being snobs about?" <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. You know, um, you know, Josh is a uh, podcast editor. It for, like works for actual professional podcasts with like celebrities and stuff. Ironically, none of them care <laughs> about their audio quality. They, you know, they just care about like being relaxed, like having a microphone that's easy to move around. They don't care about like studio or like um, getting like a nice microphone that's attached to the desk or anything like that. And um, it's just funny that you have like people who are actually going to like get listeners because they're celebrities and they don't care about how it sounds. Meanwhile, we have no one listening to our show, relatively, and uh, the one thing I care about is at least trying to make it sound nice. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, all you can do is uh, control what you can, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. I think true. about, you know, my podcast has listened to about 50-50 as far as being, like, good sound quality or not. But most of the ones that I listen to, like, every single episode of have, yeah, bad, bad sound. Yeah. I think like, well, you know, Weird. the Elite Dangerous ones, I think they just are using, you know, like gaming headsets and stuff. So it's right bad to begin with. But And they're streaming usually on Twitch. So it's kind of like they're just capturing what you get from that live stream mm-hmm. probably. So for people who haven't tuned in, um, let's see here. I'm just going to end the show on stereo because it says we're not Because <laughs> we're both muted. Because <laughs> we muted it. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Um, maybe it'll work another time when we're not trying to do five other things. Um, what was I saying about elite? Oh yeah. So for anyone who hasn't been listening, you know, to every episode as they should be, Elite Dangerous is a space game, and it's a space simulator. Although I don't like the term simulator because it just <laughs> sounds boring. Um, but also, a simulator sounds like it's this closed system and you can control you know maybe a a couple of things but like it's not interactive and it's very much interactive there's definitely a lot of room for role playing there's um you know you can get a job you can be a trader or a miner mine some asteroids with your laser beams you could be a pirate and you know take over someone's ship and steal their cargo all kinds of stuff and then they have this new update coming where you can run around on the surface and do some first-person shooter-type missions. So it's very much more than a space sim, 
I'd say the only good thing about calling it a sim is that it is pretty realistic. Realistic? <laughs> pretty, pretty realistic as far as kind of being quasi-faithful to physics and distances mm-hmm. and actual stellar objects and stuff like that. Um, you know, for gameplay value, of course, you have to have things like faster-than-light travel, but I think it's much more realistic than they strike a good balance. Space games. You know, in a game, yeah. you always have to have the rule of cool where at least it's fun to play. Uh, that's why it's easy to just kind of right. hop between stars, but it's also kind of fun having to manage things like your fuel and your uh, electronic systems, like shifting power to your shields or your engines or weapons that kind of control creates a sense of realism even if it's fictional realism it's like it's like you know hard sci-fi versus pure fantasy when you read a really good hard sci-fi book like the martian or something it it feels more engaging because it seems like well this probably could happen yeah and it's like it actually takes some like a lot of learning to learn how to fly the ship so like it feels like you've accomplished something when you can fly it. <laughs> yeah, you have like a sense of skill, which is kind of cool. Exactly. So right now I'm scanning the surface of a planet. Hopefully I'll get some credits for making discoveries or at least accumulating data. Um, but yeah, what else is new? I uh, I titled the show Rob Gets a VR Headset because <laughs> that's that's my recent excitement. I uh, got the Oculus Quest 2. It's awesome. And it's been a lot of fun, yeah. It's also a learning curve, but pretty good. Right, on top of all the elite dangerous management, you're also <laughs> getting all that tech stuff set up on the real world. Yeah, exactly. Once you get it going, it's worth it. Yeah, I think I was describing to a friend about the Oculus, trying to convince him to get it. It's, it's kind of like... It's like the Nintendo Switch of VR headsets because you can do either or. You can just put it on and play games built into the system. Um, There's a lot of good games that you can download, play on the couch or whatever, or plug it into your computer and use it as sort of the PC VR that you know gets better graphics, supposedly. I still haven't figured out how to tweak it, but... Have you done any of the... Uh, have you used any productivity... Uh, apps with your VR, like meeting with people? Or? I've pretty much only found, yeah, I've found stuff that's like um, virtual desktop, which allows you to just load your computer onto your VR so you could have you know all your browser windows kind of floating around you. Um, that's kind of cool. And then there's another one. There are a couple that are basically that plus meetings. So you can have a virtual desk in kind of like a lounge space and then other people can dial in and have their virtual desk next to you and you can talk to them with a microphone and all that like you're in an office. Um, Sounds interesting in theory, but I barely know anyone with an Oculus in the first place. And chances, I think, are much lower that, you know, my coworkers are going to get one. So 
I don't know. I see, I watch the little ads where they're trying to describe the product and they're like, yeah, you can collaborate in real time with your whole company as if you're there in person. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you're assuming that the entire company just got like VR headsets for all their employees. <laughs> when would that happen? Right. <laughs> I think that's what they're hoping for. <laughs> your company is Oculus. Mm-hmm. You're in good shape. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, I know a couple people who have it. Um, but they still haven't added me or I haven't been able to find them in terms of like friending them. So we haven't, I haven't done anything with other people that I know. I've talked to a couple of strangers, but that's about it. <laughs> oh man. It just made me think of like the fact that there probably is or could be a, like a chat roulette style app for <laughs> VR. Oh God. <laughs> I feel like that's going to get into dangerous territory. Well, that's, that's kind of like doing VR chat. Um, yeah. It's not, I mean, chat roulette is a one-on-one type of thing, but you can just drop into these chat rooms and walk around and there's other people in there and they're all talking with their microphones on. And it's kind of just this cacophony of random voices and there's no structure. At least even in a chat room, if you had people spamming stuff, you could kind of filter through the noise and read the messages you wanted to read. When it's all audio, there's no way to do that. So a little crazy. It's kind of fascinating sociologically. I've experienced that with um, Rec Room in VR. It's very similar. Yeah. You just be surrounded by a bunch of strangers. Although in that case, it's usually just a bunch of like 12-year-olds who are speaking yeah, very um, crassly to you, I'll just say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You'd think that it would be like, I don't know, you hear about like online harassment or something as like the worst thing, but really it's like 12-year-olds are the worst yeah. thing. <laughs> because it's like, you can have no substantive conversation with a 12-year-old. You should really just ban 12-year-olds from the internet, I think. Yeah. I think you can go a long way. Must be this high to enter. <laughs> Anywho, should we tell them what we're doing in the game? Yeah, so <clears throat> currently we're on this long quest to get to the center of the galaxy. And a little bit of what I was talking about with the realism, even though it's clearly sci-fi, is that it actually takes quite a while to get anywhere. And I think that kind of makes it interesting. And uh, in order to get, for example, to the center of the galaxy from where we were in the Milky Way, kind of the inhabited area, you have to jump from star to star to star. There are some shortcuts... um, in the game mechanics, for example, you can go up to a neutron star and absorb some of that energy to to boost your drive to go really far. But even with that, you still have to make a lot of stops along the way. So it feels very much like a digital road trip. Yeah. And the route you've selected specifically has a bunch of interesting waypoints along the way too. Yeah. I uh, looked up a bunch of things that have kind of good scenic value, nebulas and uh, cool planets or tiny planets and uh, anything that would be visually interesting, so we'll call it the scenic route. And then when we stop in each system, you know, we can deploy our scanners and see what's going on there in terms of are there any rare planets, undiscovered planets. You can go out and scan those surfaces and get extra kind of compensation for making those discoveries for the first time and adding it to this galactic database, so to speak. 
And so this is one of the branches, the main branches of gameplay is exploration. And so it pretty much involves plotting a route, finding interesting things, and then using your scanners to collect the information. The other branches of gameplay I kind of mentioned are things like mining or trading. And then you have pure combat if you want to be a pirate or Or you can even help help secure people from pirates you know if someone is doing a mining mission maybe you can offer your ship to protect them stuff like that yeah yeah and you can be like a you can fight in wars like you can be like a either a mercenary or you can do a thing called power play where you're like fighting for a specific uh i guess power person <laughs> like somebody who's like a leader in the galaxy and yeah there's a particular figure yeah yeah there's quite a meta game going on uh that uh alex you've talked a lot about like what are some of the sources that you get some of those like meta story elements from oh you mean like the lore yeah yeah well yeah this game has a crazy amount of lore so because there was a game that came out in the 80s called it was the original elite or maybe it was called elite 1984 Mm -hmm. or something like that and um so that's what started the whole kind of idea so there's like all this lore that has to do with like basically working from like the 1950s whenever the space race started like takes a divergent path um from our real Mm. actual Kind of like that Apple TV show for all mankind. Oh, yeah. I need to watch that. about that. It's pretty good. I like um, it. And so anyway, um, basically what happens in, on Earth, which I, I mean, I'm not going to get into all of it because it would be probably, you know, <laughs> really boring if you didn't care uh, to talk about a fake, <laughs> you know, future. That, uh, But anyway, um, <laughs> the U.S. government ends up, uh, just to keep a long story short, ends up becoming the world's government. Um, the United Nations kind of forms into that in a way, but the United States becomes the leading thing. It becomes like the United Federation of States, I think is what they called it. Sounds very Star Trekky. <laughs> yeah, very Star Trekky. And then um, that just becomes the Federation, plain and simple, which is also very Star Trekky. Um, but uh, an offshoot of people who have who had traveled very far um, away on a generation ship, which is a ship that takes like a whole generation of life to get to where it's going, end up forming a new, a new like uh, governing governing structure way far away from Earth called uh, the Empire. And mm, sounds very Isaac Asimov Foundation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's in Akinar is the planet, the system that that's based in. And then later on in the lore, I think it's quite a bit later, like maybe a thousand years later or something like the alliance of systems pops up. And those are the three main powers in the in the galaxy of human existence. And there's also Thargoids, who are the one of the other uh, beings that have been discovered in the galaxy. Um, and then there are like ancient civilizations that are or at least one, I guess, called the Guardians that are discovered no there's aren't any guardians that we know of but we find all their things laying around places they're supposed to be extinct in yeah. theory i think they had a big war with the thargoids actually so 
So in essence, you can, although these are NPCs, so to speak, there are a lot of real players who go out and align themselves with one or maybe more, but let's say <laughs> for cleanliness that you align yourself to one. Um, and you could go out and do kind of the equivalent of what we're doing with our months-long road trip to the center of the galaxy as explorers. As a fighter pilot, you could participate in many of these battles and fighting on behalf of one of those alliance or empire forces. And uh, it's more of a long game kind of in the way that this exploration is a long game. But uh, over the course of several battles and events that happen, as I understand, I haven't done this myself, but as I understand it, it's like you're slowly adding some ticks to that other column to their credit. And then when it reaches a certain threshold, then that particular galactic power can maybe take over a system or a region of space and become more influential. And yeah, some people mm -hmm. like, but usually if you want to do that stuff, you have to get like someone who's like your background system guru because <laughs> it's so complicated that most players have no <laughs> idea how it works. Um, but some people that's like their, their jam. So they like figure it all out and, Pretty cool the game has that kind of depth. Which I think is a lot of lasting power. People will play this game for years. It feels like to me that the developers like have a lot of reverence to the players and sort of their own, how the players have taken on uh, you know, the different elements of the game and kind of made it their own. Like the, I feel like the developers have made some changes sort of in response to player uh, meta game decisions, things like that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and some players have gotten so, um, or some player or player groups, I should say, have become so influential that they get like in-game assets designed after them. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like there's the Buckyball <laughs> Racers, who were a group of a group That's of cool. real-life players who decided the way they wanted to play the game was just to have a racing series in canyons on specific planets. So they would just find these amazing things and set up tracks and then have like actual races where they kept like points over a season and this became really well known. And so now when you fly into a lot of starports, you'll see an advertisement that's for the buckyball racers. I yeah, love that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> also for the fuel rats, which is another, um, Oh yeah. Rats are a, a very, uh, altruistic group of players that their whole gameplay loop is just to rescue people who have like, Actual real life people rescuing other real life people who have run out of fuel somewhere in the galaxy. Have either of you employed the fuel rats before? I have. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rob <laughs> has. I think PC Gamer did like a a whole piece about the uh, the fuel rats. They had That's like somebody awesome. embed as a fuel rat. Yeah, they've got like a whole web tool where you go in, you type in your username, type in your current location, and then. An automated message spools up and it says, okay, power down all of your systems, conserve your fuel, go into life support, whatever, and um, we'll dispatch someone to you shortly. And then, sure enough, someone pops in and uh, they have these, these little, they're called limpets, these little things that attach to your ship and they in inject you with fuel because they can carry more fuel. And uh, then while they're there, the you know they're, they have some preset messages that they can send. They're real people, but you know they copy and paste these messages to kind of, here's some tips to make sure you <laughs> don't run out of fuel again. Get a fuel scoop, get these other things. 
uh, make sure that you, you know, go to these particular stars that will refuel your ship and stuff like that. So it was pretty fun. In terms of uh, the VR experience, I haven't done a whole lot in Elite, but I've been playing around with it a lot, like what kind of Oculus apps they have. And um, there are, I noticed today, I just got invited to this thing called Horizons, which is a beta of an app um, produced by Facebook. And um, <clears throat> as much crap as I give them, uh, they are really mindful about sort of safety and community vibe and all that. And so they do a lot of kind of interesting design decisions of like prepping you to go out into the world before you just load it and you start in this holding area that's like your living room and they say, okay, now remember everyone you talk to is an actual person. Treat them with respect. You have a little force field you can turn on, like a little security bubble. Mm. If um, people are getting too annoying, you can just turn that on and it blocks everyone out. Uh, stuff like that is, is pretty thoughtful. And it seems like it could be interesting because they also have rooms based on topics. Um, kind of like the chat room metaphor where you can go into a room and actually talk about a particular thing. Um, but again, the problem is I don't have any friends on there yet, so mm. don't have anyone to talk to unless I want to go talk to strangers. I still don't know if I want to talk <laughs> to strangers. <laughs> Ooh, Wolf Rayet star. Oh, yeah, I saw that, and I thought, hmm, Patrick will like that. <laughs> I actually don't know a lot about those, but definitely excited to see. Yeah. So, actually, since you're new to the show, special guest, do you want to tell podcast listeners a little bit about yourself, about what you do? Because um, you are an, a valuable in-game asset with uh, <laughs> a lot of your uh, as astronomy knowledge as well. Oh, I appreciate that thought. Um, sure, yeah. Hello, loyal listeners. Yeah, I'm uh, Patrick. I hail from uh, Kansas City, or at least the star system Kansas City, I guess, <laughs> in our meta game here. Um, yeah, so I work at a planetarium. So I do uh, space science education and uh, just general astronomy stuff. So uh, I love this game because I'm I'm, I love video games and virtual reality, but for me, it's also fun too because because they are so accurate with their representation of the galaxy and uh, physics and you know different types of stars and planets and all that. It's always exciting to go visit that star that I talked about during my star tour last week or you know something like that. Yeah, that adds an interesting element to it. It's like a super immersive planetarium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, legit, it is. <laughs> I wish that I could play this in the planetarium. That would be the ultimate. I mean, could uh, you? Cool, the ultimate yeah. evolution. I've <laughs> I've thought about it. I mean, it, theoretically, it could work since it works in VR, and the the dome of a planetarium is just sort of half of a VR view. So I feel like with some hacking, I could probably get it up up and running. But mm. yeah, there might be. I don't know if you have any community of other planetarium uh, <clears throat> people. But I bet that there are some people who work at planetariums that might have figured this out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. There are a couple other apps. Like there's this uh, this program called Space Engine. That's like a paid uh, sort of 3D planetarium app you can get on your computer. But they do offer like a dome uh, rendering view that I could theoretically mm. plug into the planetarium as well. 
I was meaning to ask you, since I have this VR headset, is there any kind of planetarium experience I can get with a VR? Yeah, it's funny. I, it's been a little while since I've looked, but there aren't any like just straight up like planetarium apps. There are some that I think sort of work, but aren't like on the Oculus store or anything like that. Um, mm. uh, like I know of uh, this program called Worldwide Telescope, which is a PC program that I think works in VR. But stuff like um, like uh, Google Earth, uh, you can get in VR, although I'm not sure it's available on Quest. Um, oh yeah, I think it's coming, or it's it. No, you can you can access Google Earth while you're connected to the PC, but it's not a standalone app. Yeah, ah, uh, I haven't tried that as out. As a yet. sidebar, as I'm coming close to the system, I've suddenly got a bunch of Surface Scan complete notifications. I wonder if I just got your credit. For all these uh, Ooh, perfect oh, things, weird. even though I just arrived. Huh. Yeah, very weird. Oh, that's convenient. Rob, yes. are you hitching a ride with me? Are you going to plot your own course? Um, I might plot a course. Let's all plan to meet up at the next location because I'm probably too far from you. Yeah, that sounds more efficient <clears throat> as far as not having I'm to check in with each other on the scanning. pod all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm scanning Planet Nine right now. You guys want me to uh, post the this uh, neutron route that I plotted? Yeah. Well, we might all need different ones based on our own jump ranges, but well, let's all meet up at the next system together, and then we can chain oh. together. Oh. Once we're next to each other, we do want to chain. Gotcha. I am here in this system with you guys currently. I just jumped FYI. to the next station on my own route. <laughs> I have to. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I see. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we should uh, branch off and do a elite-only podcast where people don't have to listen to us ramble about the game if they don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nothing else new with you, Alex? Um, in the last week, I guess, since we talked. Not much since last week, I would say. Um, I got a bunch of lawn tools. Very excited about those. Oh man, homeowner I life! I got a lawnmower and a trimmer. <laughs> the whole thing. Mowed my own yard for the first time. Wow! <laughs> Soon enough, you'll be telling people to get off your lawn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. But otherwise, no, not too much new. All right. Well, on that note, I'll wrap up the podcast, <laughs> and it will save me. Some future painful edits. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the uh, color commentary, everyone. Good to have you, special guest. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And uh, my pleasure. Well, uh, I don't know. Depending on how the editing is, maybe we could do this again sometime, or maybe we'll just branch <laughs> off and do like an elite series. <laughs> we could actually plan what we want to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should just do like Twitch streaming or something. Yeah, we could do that. That way, we don't have to worry about how interesting it is for someone to listen to later. It's just kind of like people can watch. Yeah, exactly. Just stream. in the moment. I've yeah. got, I've got, you know, my Twitch stream, but I need to figure out how to like combine the audio and all that stuff. Mm. Maybe even combining multiple screens. I know um, Enterprise, my favorite, or really the only guy I watch on Twitch. Um, he plays this game, and he recently started doing something 
where he's capturing multiple video feeds from people and putting like a grid up on Twitch. I think he's capturing Discord video. I'm not sure how he does it, but mm. yeah, something to explore. Yeah, that would be cool. For sure. All right, cool. Well, thanks again. I'm going to end it here. And uh, yeah, until next time. See ya. Bye, everyone or no one. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ooh, there's a water world in this system.